Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 13th day of January. This airs on a Saturday, and on Saturdays, I like to tell you what to look for on Sunday, because on Sunday, we put out two podcasts. One is this, the DDP, which is just a journey right now through the Gospel of Luke. We're going to get to that in a moment, and then we'll get to it again tomorrow. But also on Sunday, we air a full-length sermon, and the recently we've been putting up the messages from our home church in Irmo, South Carolina, the Garden Church of the Midlands. We broke away for four weeks and did Advent. We did Epiphany, and now we have returned for the next four Sundays to our series on the Apostles' Creed. And we're into the last third of the Creed. And by third, I'm just breaking it into the the, the portions, the Trinity portions, God the Father Almighty, Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. And this one, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I have always enjoyed preaching on the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I can't do it all in one sermon. So this message covers a lot of ground about the Holy Spirit, but is in absolutely no way is it exhaustive as to what I believe about the Holy Spirit or the things that could be said about the Holy Spirit. One of the ways you know it's not exhaustive is we never leave the Gospel of John. I don't mean we we quote some other places, but we don't ever actually leave John's Gospel. I talk about why at the top of the sermon, but that alone ought to show you there's a lot more we could have said about the Holy Spirit and about the role of the Holy Spirit. But I'm dealing with a, 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 a new church, new church plant. There's always new faces in the crowd. Visitors, people that weren't there the week before, and we're in the early stages of this. And so some things that are coming out are less dig in another layer and more cover the superficial, cover the surface stuff you need to say. So there's a little bit of, actually, there's, there's a lot of that in this. Cover the things you need to say. And then as I edit, I always think, oh, in a perfect world or with another week, I'd do 20 minutes on this right here and talk about that and run to this angle. And so I'm a little hard on these when I go back and listen to them because I want them to be fuller and fuller, especially topics like the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can't, you can't even expect you're going to get through that in one message. But this does cover the two eyes. I've dealt with this in years past, a long time ago in sermons, but I thought it was a good update. The two eyes, the letter I, that I think are misunderstandings of the Holy Spirit. Um, that the Holy Spirit is in the inferior member of the Godhead and that the Holy Spirit is an influence. I think those are wrong. But they're two of the most commonly understood aspects among Christians about the Holy Spirit, and I don't think either of them are right. He's not inferior within the Godhead, so we talk about the Trinity, and he's not an outside influence looking in. That makes him a separate entity because that opens up an avenue for a whole lot of stuff. So knowing that it's not exhaustive, but knowing that it will give you a lot to think about, I encourage you to listen to the sermon. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find it here tomorrow. It's titled, I Believe in the Holy Spirit. And if you like video, the video is available at our YouTube page, PWM, 
or at the website, all of it available, paulwhiteministries.com. Also, at the top of this message, I believe in the Holy Spirit, we spend about 60 seconds talking about the next message that will happen. I do that sort of whet the appetite of our audience, and also knowing that not everybody in our audience comes from a credo confessional background, and knowing that we're coming up on that famous line, um, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, and we've dealt with this multiple times in this series, but we have to, because it's the one thing you get the most feedback on, is because of that word Catholic. And so, uh, we deal with that a little bit at the top. We're going to deal with that in totality, or as well as I can in a short sermon, next week. So you can be looking forward to those as they are coming up. Um, I don't have anything on the books other than Garden Church of the Midlands. Every Sunday morning right now, we are booking some things for later in the year. I do have some things on the calendar, but they're far enough down the road. We'll wait to tell you about them. Uh, We are coming back to the Pennsylvania area this year. We're going back to... Ontario, Canada this year. Uh, we've, we're in talks with a couple of other places, but not enough for me to say we're actually going yet. But some of those are on down the road. We'll tell you about them as they get closer. Today's text, I just want to read the two, the two verses in black. That means it's Luke's commentary. It's surrounded by words in red where Jesus has been talking. Remember, Jesus in Luke 7 is talking about John the Baptist and telling the crowd he's... He's the one. He's the, the, the prophet that leads the way for the one. And of course, Jesus presenting himself as the one. Luke says this in Luke 7, 29 and 30, and I'm pointing out that it's Luke saying this. I want you to know that. That's why the, in your red letter edition Bibles, these words are written in black. And when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. I point out that this is Luke in commentary because this is a pretty bold accusation. First of all, it's telling us that tax collectors get a lot out of this moment because they were baptized by John, therefore they feel justified. But the Pharisees and lawyers reject what Luke calls, quote, the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. This is quite an accusation. It's Luke saying... Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God. He didn't just say Pharisees and lawyers didn't believe in it, so they didn't receive that baptism. Luke says that was the will of God for them to be baptized, which is an interesting an interesting way of phrasing that. Also, there's an odd wording in the middle of verse 29, odd in the English. Let me explain. When all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God. That's an odd phrase because when we think someone needs justified, then we need defended or we need they need set free, and we don't think God needs defended nor set free. But that's, once again, uh, fundamental to our translation issues. I've told you before that the New Testament word for righteousness is the same as the word for justice, and yet they always translate it righteousness, and they could have translated it justice. Here's an instance where they translated it justified, and it really sounds more like this. When all the people heard him, even the tax collectors declared the righteousness of God. So you can always keep in mind when you're in the New Testament that those two words, you should, you should drop them in to see how they fit. And sometimes it'll even change how you understand or interpret a word. We'll see what Jesus says next as we move on to verse 31 from our 
Gospel of Luke study in chapter 7 on tomorrow's DDP. See you then. God bless.